Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everybody, on tonight. Praise the Lord. We thank you for joining us here at House of Refuge. Ministries. We're so grateful, so thankful for those who have come out this evening. My God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I hope everybody has had a wonderful day. I have had a blessed day. In spite of what was ever thrown my way, I know God is still yet on the throne. And I know he still has all power in his hands. So, my God, with that being said, on tonight, we just want to tell the Lord, thank you, God. Thank you for keeping us during this day. My God, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. And, Father God, even though we don't deserve it, Lord, we still say thank you, God. So tonight, <clears throat> my God, I'm just excited. Tonight we're going to talk about um, something I think is very important in the body of Christ. And that is church hurt. Why some people don't come to church? We're going to use we're going to talk about um, a couple specific things. Um, we got scripture to go along with it, some explanation, and we're just looking to have a good time on the line. And we're just looking for God to show up and show out like He always does. So, um, with that being said. Uh, overseer. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, yes, I can hear you now, overseer. Okay. Hello? Hey. Um, huh? do, hey, do you mind opening up with prayer? Father God, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for letting us see him today. Thank you for blessing our mind, body, souls, and our spirits to be able to walk in the name of Jesus one more day. Father God, we thank you for just seeing all that was done today, Father God, and how you enriched our spirits to share the word of God with somebody. Someplace yes, we went today. Letting somebody know how good and the goodness of the Lord and how good you are. Father God, we just thank you that we were able to let someone know that yes, Jesus Lord. is Lord, Father God. Yes, Father God. God. We're able to bless somebody with some words of blessing today. And we just thank you for letting us be able to do it one more time. Yes. And Father, I just ask you tonight to open up our mind, body, soul, and our spirits, that we will be able to share in your word and hear your word and be able to appertain the application of your word tonight to bring yes. in our lives, that we may be able to walk in a better way in your kingdom. With your Bible, that my people pass for lack of knowledge. Father God, let us be able to get the knowledge of the things that we need to know. Be mm, able to reconstruct ourselves according to your word to be able to walk yes. in continuously. Father God, we thank you for the woman of God that you have given this line and this vision to, Father God. We ask you to bless her right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, let her sit down and let you stand up. Let it be more of you than it is of her tonight. Father God, as she goes in to share. Father God, we ask you to bless her. Put her in the background. Father God, we just thank you 
We had a thousand tongues. We couldn't thank you enough. But, Father God, we also ask you to bind any spirits that may come on this line in any form, fashion, or way to come against this line. In any, in any way, Father God, we bind that spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word said that which we bound on earth shall be bind in heaven, and that which we loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So, Father God, we bind and we loose these spirits right now. We call for the power of the Holy Ghost to come arrest any spirits that will take our, would take our minds off of you tonight as we go into study and into learning with Pastor Robin Albright. Father God, we decree and declare the words that have been spoken to be manifested and come into the reality of this call tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Overseer, for that prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. We will... Um, now have our announcement. On Monday nights, we have Bible study, the same number that you called in on tonight. The code is 84589 Excuse me. Um, 84589-POUND. Um, we're coming out of um, the book of Hebrews, Chapter 4. Um, if you get a chance, if you have a Facebook, go up on Facebook on my page, on Overseer Carpenter's page. And Bible study was awesome on last night. Um, also on Wednesday night, starting this Wednesday, we have a revival. Pastor um, Carpenter has a revival called The Power of Grace. Same time, well, no, they, they start at 8 o'clock. I start at 7. Please forgive me. 8 o'clock on Monday nights, 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Same number. Same access code, 84589, pound, one pound. Come out, get blessed um, by this revival this um, month, the power of grace. And we have a uh, Bible study on Thursday night with Patricia, Dr. Patricia Charles, starting at 730, I believe. The same number and pastor will give you that code. I'm going to write the code down now. Okay, the code on tomorrow night, I mean Thursday night, is 137-482-POUND. Okay, I got it now. 137-482-POUND. You only got to keep one number, the number and the name Amen. Thank you for that, Pastor. Thank you for that, Pastor. So please govern yourselves accordingly to the announcements. We would love to hear you on the um, ministry lines, whatever line you choose to get on. You will be blessed. This is um, a ministry that is based on the Word of God. Um, We come out the Bible. And so with that being said, we're not going to hold you much longer. So tonight we're going to talk about church hurt and maybe some reasons why people do not come to church. And we're going to use our scripture tonight. It's coming from Hebrews 12 and 15. And it says, Look at diligently, lest any man fail of grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So we know that the root of bitterness refers to a deep-seated resentment in one's heart that continues to grow, and it has consequences for others. So tonight we're going to talk about bitterness because that's what happens sometimes when we have church hurt. We get bitter, and it goes deep down into our hearts, and we resent um, people who say they are men and women of God. Sometimes people even begin to resent God, his word. They stop believing because they have been hurt. So, On tonight, um, we're going to talk about church hurt. And church hurt is one of those things that cause a lot of people to leave church. Um, It will will make people feel that their walk with Christ is inadequate. 
It will cause people, once again, to be leery of Christians. It will cause people to even backslide and go back into what they are trying to come out of. And it also may cause people to waver in their faith. And so tonight we're going to talk, uh, maybe we might get through all five things, that church hurt will cause. And and then we're going to compare it to the Word of God. But, you know, we have to understand that we all have to work out our own soul salvation. And we cannot be concerned about what other people think, what other people say, because when the day comes, you're going to stand before Christ all by yourself. You're not going to stand with your sister, your brother, your mama, your cousin, your best friend, the pastor, the deacon, the mother. Nobody's going to stand. Excuse me. Excuse me. I apologize. Um, nobody's going to stand with you, but you're going to stand all by yourself. Amen. So the first thing we're going to talk about is church hurt will cause you to backslide. Sometimes when we come into the church and people look at us all crazy, we might not have our three-piece suits on, we might not have our dress and heels and fancy hat on, and then we come in and we come there because we're hurt we come because we are lost. We come because we're seeking. And then when you get in there, you feel like you are better off in the world than you are when you come to church. First of all, First Corinthians 13 and 5 says, do not behave itself. It is not puffed up. Seek is not her own. It is not easy to provoke. Think is no evil. We're talking about love. And when we go into the church as backsliders, we're expecting for them to accept us. We're expecting for them to show love. And these are the qualities of love. But yet, when you go into church, and people are, they're they're puffed up, they're they're on their high horses, and, and they're, you know, not all people, but there are some that are judging, and that's, this is why some of our churches are suffering, because we don't show love. And, you know, love is kind, it's forgiving, it's self-controlled. Always thoughts about feelings of others is not boastful, it's not bad manners, it's not resentful, and these are some of the things that happen when people go to church, those that are looking, they may not look like how some people want them to look. They may not smell how you want them to smell, but they're there pouring out their all to Christ because they are hurt, they're lost, they're destitute, they're gone, they're at the last, um, they're, they're at the end of the rope, they don't know which way to turn to, and all they know is the church is supposed to be a place that me, the backslider, can come into. Anybody has anything to say before I go on? Amen. Okay. Jeremiah 3 and 22 says, Return ye backsliding children, and I will hear your backsliding. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God and hope that people will turn from their false gods and cry out unto the true and living God for forgiveness. In response, God promised that if they truly repent, he will forgive them and heal them. And so when we're dealing with church hurt, we have to understand we're not going in there for the people. We're going in there for ourselves, and we're going in there to meet God. And right there in Jeremiah 3.22, it tells us that return ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backsliding. Christ is asking us to return unto him. And and that's, you know, when you go into church, you're not returning to church for Pastor Watermelon. You ain't returning to church for Sister um, Cucumber. You're returning to church for Christ 
in yourself. And that's what we have to remember. We're not going to church for nobody else. We're going to church that we can meet Christ, that we can have that personal experience with him. Proverbs 14 and 14 says, The backslider in heart should be filled with his own ways, and a good man should be for himself. In this verse, it speaks of the faithless are those who turn their hearts away from God to go their own selfish ways. And that's what happens sometimes. Some people get into church, and there's so much going on that they will turn back to where they would, where they have come from, and they're going to turn their hearts away from God, and they're going to go their own their own ways. And when this happens, <clears throat> the person will reap the fruit of their decision and heartache and misery. And those who remain faithful to God will reap the rewards of righteousness, both in this life and in the next life. And that's what we have to get our people to understand. We cannot go about our own agenda. You know, we have to understand that it is God that we're going for. Amen. Amen. But. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Can I say something? Oh, yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. My phone went crazy. I'm back. Can you all hear me? Yes. Hey, man, my phone going went crazy again. Let me put it on that side. Anyway, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. One thing, one thing I want to say is about us really knowing what brings us in to not wanting to come to church and 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 I meant to jump on it when you say, but I was trying to figure out where my mute button was and everything. But the thing is that we need not to be so. What could I say, Holy Ghost? We not we need not to be so offended by people that we may that we allow people to have that kind of control over us to, to lead the church. And what I mean by that, we we and thank you, Holy Ghost. We don't need to be so easily offended by people that people can turn us away from serving God. As the pastor said, when we come to church, I don't come to church for people. I come to church for God, and then after God, I come to fellowship with the people and to praise and worship with with them with to God. But I don't come to church for them. Amen. Amen. When we come out of that place, I want to be invalidated, validated by people. Oh, hallelujah. In the church, then we won't worry about what people in the church say about you that will make you upset and make you not want to come to church. Amen. Amen. But, you know, a, a lot of that goes along with, excuse me, Pastor, a lot of this goes along with being mature Christians, too. When you're a new babe in Christ, you, you, when you're a new babe in Christ, you come to church, and if you're not mature enough or if you're not um, at a certain point in your Christian walk with God, it's easy for people to turn you away from God because, you know, we see the church as a hospital. We see the church as a help. And then when you come in and come on there, Pastor, let's, let's just, you know, be transparent and real. When you come in, you already shake it in your boots because you know you've been out there doing dirt and et cetera, and you're already trying to figure out, I don't look like, you know, we, we've gotten people thinking that there's a certain way you got to look when you come to church. You got to be dressed up, and you got to have this, and you got to have that. And then when people come in that's off the street, when that, when that prostitute come in from all night long working with that skimpy dress on, with her makeup running, tears running down her eyes because she don't want to do it no more, you know, we as a church 
have to learn how to embrace these people instead of turning them away by our actions, by not having love and compassion like Christ. Christ met us at our weakest hour. He met us right where we were at, and that's how we have to meet people. But if you're a new person, a new person in Christ, a babe in Christ, then you haven't kind of got that tough skin like you and I. Because you or I can walk somewhere and they can look at us all crazy, but we're going to keep on doing what we're doing because we came to do it in the name of the Lord. So, and you're right. We... Amen. Amen. And uh, Pastor, you're right. But then there's some of us that are even mature Christians. Yeah. That have got offended by people in the church and have left the church. That's true. That's true, yeah, Pastor. That's true. You know what? I'm not going to tolerate that no more. Every time I go there, it's always this. It's always that. They're always looking at me. And, you know, and I'm a mature question. And I just say to myself, you know what? I'd rather be in somewhere that I'm appreciated and not tolerated. Amen. You know Amen. what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. Well, can be deterred or, 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 or come and be offended by the church they want to move and go to another church. Paul might and not go. To, might not go to church at home at all and stay home and make TV ministry. They church. That's true. That's you true. Know? So the thing, is, the thing is that we all have to keep growing to the fact that the house don't belong to man, but the house belongs to God. That's true. And we have to understand that the Bible says in Hebrews that that we that we were called to assemble with one another. That's right. That's you know? right. We, we have to bring the we, we we have to grow the bringing the word of God because they're gonna be the elements inside the church, Pastor. They're gonna be oh, yes. the busy bodies. The busy bodies oh, yes. <laughs> Okay. Oh yes. The, the busy body click, the busy body click will be over there. Okay. Oh yeah. So so you come to the church, and and, and I say the only ones that that have to really grow to understand the structure of the church is that new convert. That new convert right. has to be protected, and I think that <laughs> that is when certain mature Christians to be able to reach out and embrace that young person or that mature that, that, that new convert of whatever age. Amen. And you know, that's true. That's you know and that's really what we're talking about tonight is the new converts because yeah. they yeah. are precious. You know? Yeah. You know, they 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 are precious to the kingdom of God. They're precious to God. And you know I feel that God holds holds us, seasoned saints, responsible for these newcomers, just like new babies. When a baby is born, we're held responsible for them. They can't do things on their own, and these new converts can only do but so much on their own because they got to be taught, they got to be led, they got to be um, nurtured, they got you know they they have to be molded and shaped. And we, as the seasoned saints, are responsible for this. But we're, we're some of us, not all of us, but some of us are failing at this task that God has given us because we think because we have arrived. Oh, I don't smoke crack no more. I'm not dealing with the crack smokers. Um, I don't drink no more, so I don't have time for the alcoholic that's laying on the floor drunk in his own throw up and vomit and then peed on himself. I ain't got time for that single mother because I'm now married and, and she got three, four baby daddies. And see, we get this, and it's sad because these are the people. Christ said, I didn't come for those that were all right. I'm just paraphrasing. He said, I came for the sick. I came for the lost. I came for, you know, those that are hurting. Those are the people that Christ came for. And if we say we are disciples of Christ, then we have that same obligation to go out and help those that are lost, that are hurting, that are hungry, that are naked, that are sick. We have that obligation to go out and help. And when they come, when they do come to us, some of us are so funny acting that I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to be a part of that mess neither. So we have to really be careful when we are 
around new converts. And like you said, even with some of the season things, we got to be careful. Because some people are just so easily offended. And think about Jesus. If he was offended every time somebody said something negative, every time they, they did something negative, where would we be? So, thank you, Pastor. That's a good point. Um, well, the, 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 thing, the thing that we have to go to understand tells us something over in First Thessalonians that, mm-hmm. that that the Bible tells us one thing. It tells us in First Thessalonians, over in the fourth chapter, and it tells us to live a quiet life and to mind our own business. And, and I think that that I think that when we assume to do that, that when I go to church, I'm I'm, I'm coming to church. Because I'm living a quiet life. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't here to tell everybody my business or for them to get into who I am. And I'm not there to get in everybody else's business. I've learned. And, and anybody online can take this. Well, I learned. I go to church. I could be in the pulpit. Before they know it, when church is over, I'm at the back door on my way out. <laughs> I'll pray for people on my way out but I'm not having no conversation outside of what, whatever the word was today because I'm not going to let people tangle me up with, with gossip. There you go. And see, what happens, I just want to say this one more thing. This mm-hmm. is what the Bible says, that you get the word, but before you get out of the church, it is stolen in your belt by your belly. Yes. Yeah. Y'all know where that word says that. You, the word is in you. You got the word, but it was stolen out of your belly. And that's because you let the word come, and before you got out the door of the church, you let that average person come and steal the word from you. Because now you got caught up in gossip. You got caught up in, in somebody trying to make you judge somebody because they judged them. Or mm-hmm. The pastor said, I, I don't think that was a good message, and now they want you to the, the critique, <laughs> critique the pastor's uh, message. So That's right. Here we are, here we are, is that we have to know how to protect ourselves and be able to teach that, that new convert how to protect themselves. That's they right. They don't be offended because they, sometimes you don't have to get offended by what somebody says. Sometimes you just get offended by the way people treat you and the way people look at you in the church. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. That's why, you know, it's, it's imperative that those of us that are not the busybody, those of us that are not the big mouth bass, those of us that don't have the click to be able to be drawn to these new converts and help them. Because think about it. If they get offended or feel shamed or feel unappreciative, when we look at them, can you imagine how the devil going to whip on their hind corners? He's going to tear them up. And we are there to help them prepare to be soldiers in the army of the Lord. Amen. So, you know, you know, we, we really, really is imperative, and it breaks my heart. Really, it, it breaks my heart. It hurts me to my soul when I sit in a congregation in a church and you see people who come up that are hurting and need prayer, and on, and certain people won't even touch them, won't even pray for them, or, or, or they come down the aisle and they look and nose turns. It, it breaks my heart. Because if it had not been for the Lord on their side, on my side, where would we be? You know, Christ died for me. He died for them. He died for you. So we we know better than anybody else just because we're in the church. So we can stay on that subject all day, Pastor. So we're going to move on (laughs) to, um, to number two. It says, church hurt will cause you to question your faith in Christ. And Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith 
it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So this verse describes the convictions that are part of saving faith. First, we must believe in the existence of a personal, infinite, holy God who cares for us. And we must believe that God will reward us when we earnestly seek him, knowing that our greatest reward is the joy of finding him and enjoying his presence forever. For he is our shield and our and our exceedingly great reward. So, we, you know, all this still deals with coming to church for Christ. You cannot allow people to think that your faith is less important than their faith. Because it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we have to understand that we have, our new converts have to learn how to walk in that faith. And they have to learn how to believe that God real that God will reward them for diligently seeking him and that they have to believe that God cares for them. Because how how can you believe that God cares for you if you walk into a congregation and nobody cares for you? Are we not the um okay are are we not the spokesperson for Christ? So if, if somebody walks into a congregation and we don't care for them, then how do they feel that God cares for them? But, but, but can, I, can I say something about that? Yes, sir. <laughs> if we go back over into... Into Samuel, we find there's a time that David was going through something and he said, I have no one around me to encourage me so I encourage myself. Sometimes we're not going to have people around us that believe in you. I, I preached this a while back that you could go to your family reunion and there's supposed to be those so-called godly people there, but they don't call you Pastor Robin. They call you Robin. Because they haven't believed that you have made the transition from one place into another and they still look at you as whatever your nickname was, and they call you your nickname when you're there. And then they spoke to men and women of God, you know what I'm saying? But yet they haven't developed to respect you in that place, and sometimes people in the church are treat you the same way. Oh, yes. Because I've been this is myself, and some people say, hey, what's up, Brother Carpenter? I don't mind. It don't bother me. Some people think they don't call them by their title. But you call me brother, I'm cool. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They know that I'm a pastor. They know they watch me go through ministry, but that's the respect they have for me. And 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 I don't I don't get caught up in their respect because the only person that I that that I would get caught up in the respect that they have for me is God. Amen, amen, and that's so true, Pastor. That's why I said, you know, when you become seasoned, you gotta have thick skin. Because, like you said, yeah, they call me, uh, they call me Sister Robin. They call me everything but what. Well, call me Pastor. They they call me Evangelist, Prophetess, and that's okay because I'm gonna get caught up in titles because I am confident and I am comfortable with who I am in Christ Jesus. It's okay because it's just a title. It's a Amen. title that we're given. It's just a title. That title does not define who I am in Christ. So it's okay. You can call and say, hey, Robin, Sister Robin, all right. That's used to call me at the old church, all right. It's okay because I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I believe that God is going to reward me because I seek him. I know that he is my shield. I know he is my great reward, and I am, you know, for me, I could care less about what others think. But when I was a new convert, I walked on eggshells because I wanted to be accepted, and I wanted to have the correct church eloquence, and I wanted to have the right church thing. You know how they get pastors. You know, you, you can tell people when um, – I'm sorry, Pastor. My grandbaby will not leave me alone. Oh, I love this. <laughs> and, um, 
You know how they know how to throw their hand the right way, and, and they know how to bend their back at the right time, and that's what people see people in church as, those type of people. We don't, you know, and so when I was a new convert, I wanted to make sure I, I stood right. I knew when to throw my hand at the right hallelujah, and, and, and when the, the uh, musician hit that high note on that piano, you got to know when to step right. And these are the things that people associate church with, and it's sad. So, but um, you're right. We, we have to get to the point where we're not offended. And for the new converts, it's not an easy thing. Sometimes for the old converts, the old uh, season things, it's not an easy thing. You know, it's hard because everybody wants to be accepted. Nobody wants to be rejected. But Christ knew he was going to be rejected. So we have to understand if we are for Christ, that we're going to suffer too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else you need to say, Pastor, before we go to the next verse? I think that you, you also always need to look at one person that, that, we can all identify with and being rejected, not accepted. Walk that we walk in the kingdom, and that is that's Paul. Paul accepted as an apostle by the apostles at the beginning. Amen. But he didn't let how they rejected him, didn't accept him, talked about him, and all like this. He didn't let it stop him from seeking Christ Jesus. Amen. And and any example that we've taken the word of God has to be changed because Paul went through a lot of stuff and being to be accepted that he he didn't even work. He said there's a scripture that says that when he wanted to be accepted, you can go into Galatians one, Galatians the first chapter. And, and when Paul says that he didn't even think about being accepted, and I'm going to share it with you, Galatians, first chapter. Powerful. Power, this is powerful right now for anyone, any new convert or anybody on this line that needs to know one thing to strengthen them is this scripture right here where Paul says, Paul, Paul said he didn't care. He, he did not care. Paul says, uh, he talks about, i, I, I got to read the whole thing so you know what Paul was saying. He says, for I do not persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men. For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But I made known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither... Neither, for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measures and tried to destroy it. And he talked about all that he did. But he says, but when it pleased God, who separated from my one mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Paul is saying there that that they didn't want to accept what accept me, so I didn't know I didn't need to go to them to comp, to get confirmation that what God told me to do is what I needed to do. But what I did, I went back to up to Damascus in Arabia where I first met Jesus at. Mm-hmm. And and the thing I'm not gonna get in that part, but the part that I want to show you that he said. I'm not, they don't accept me, so I ain't going to mess with them, and I'm not going to let them give me confirmation on something because they going to, see, sometimes when people don't like you or people ain't got no, they ain't really showing no love for you, whether mm-hmm. it's a pastor or people in leadership, you don't need to go ask them nothing because they ain't going to tell, tell you the truth about you. 
That's right. And you, need to, you need to always know one thing. The only person you need to ever go to to know anything or go anywhere and be received is that, is that Christ Jesus and our Father God. That's it. Amen. Amen. Because at the end of our lives, them are the only two people we got to be accepted by. That's right. If, if, if y'all don't accept me, y'all want to reject me, y'all want to kick me out, it's going to hurt. And, and, and it don't hurt me in my spirit, but it hurts me in my flesh. Because anybody say that they hurt my spirit, then they ain't got the spirit of Christ. Amen. Because the only thing that they hurt is your flesh, for your flesh been rejected. Amen. That's true. That that was good. That is true, Pastor. That is so true. That's it. That's it. We need to we need to understand things that it ain't about people because at the end of the day, let me show you what God said. That I don't have to worry about people. I want to. I want. I I want the new converts or whoever listening to this to hear this. God said, "Let every man and woman work out their own soul and salvation." He didn't mm-hmm. tell me. Was going to help me. He didn't tell me that I needed them people to come with me to work it out. He said every man worked out his own. And if I got to work out my own, then let me go on and do do me. Because when I get when I get get before Christ, I can't say y'all ran me out the church. That's why I stopped coming. Amen. Oh, I can't say. I can't say. I went on. I went on. Uh, uh, I was up there hanging out with a uh, a pastor, uh, uh, Albright, and uh, she said some things that offend me, so I stopped going to church. Hmm. Amen. That ain't gonna. That ain't gonna suit with God. No, it's not. Cause he's gonna say she wasn't. It wasn't about her. The same judgment you gonna get, she gonna get. That's so what, right. What do you care about her? <laughs> That's true, Father. That is true. And that's why we have to we have to grow to understand that it ain't about people, but it's about our relationship with Christ Jesus. That's right. That is so true. And and you know, Second Corinthians five and seven goes along with kind of what you're saying because it's but we walk by faith and not by sight. Simply mean that we, as we said during this whole thing, we should not be moved by what we see. We should not be moved by our thoughts. We should not turn away. But we should know that we're pleasing God when we stay and we and, and we we stay in His Word. And you know, just like the pastor said, you know, they they won't accept the call. They're not going to accept you neither. But that's okay. But we got to keep on in our faith walk and know that we're pleasing God. And as Pastor said, it's not all about at the end of the day who you with. At the end of the day, it's who you know, and that's Jesus Christ. That's our most, that, that's our goal. Whether you're a new convert, whether you're seasoned, whether you're in the middle, whether you're at the end, we got to know who Jesus Christ is. And it says in Psalms 46 and 10, it says, But be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I will be exalted in the earth. And God's power will smash all opposition. So therefore, opponents should stop fighting against him and realize that he is supreme God and that he's supreme ruler of the world. He said, Know that I am God. I am. I am. And so, we have to get to the point to know that he's God. There is nobody on this earth that compares to God. I don't know if it's your mother, your father, your brother, your husband, your wife, whoever. There's nobody that compares to God. And when we understand, it says be still. And when you be still, that means you don't move and know that I am God. Know that he is God. Know that he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Know that he is Jehovah Shalom, your peace. Know that he is whatever you need him to be at that time. And I think sometimes if we get that in our mind as new converts, these and things, that we will be more apt to be able to deal with things 
that go on within the body of Christ. He is the supreme ruler. I am God. So um, we're going to stop at number two tonight. Uh, we'll we're, we're finish the other couple um, hopefully next week. But, you know, church hurt is something that is it's, it's not, you know, we're getting hurt by pastors. We're getting hurt by um, their wives. We're getting hurt by the deacons. We're getting hurt just by, uh, you know, people in the congregation. Because sometimes I think, and Pastor, you can help me out. Either you can elaborate, disagree, agree, however. Um, but sometimes I think the reason why church hurt goes on and on and on is because those who sat in church have not yet been delivered from their hurt. And I think sometimes it's covered up. Um, sometimes it's um, pushed under the rug. It's not dealt with. And so when they find somebody else that comes in that's a little weaker than they are, then they, you know, some people begin to pick. I don't know if that's a good word to use, but they begin to pray on those that are not as strong as they are. And so now it, it continues to go on and on and on and on and on. Um, so I think that's why church hurt sometimes stays in the church. Pastor? Well, I, I want to say this, and you said a word, that they become the prayer of those that are all but I think it's for us that are strong and powerful in Christ that when we see, we see them weak people, we need to be able to cover them and in coming into the church. Because one thing about it, that, that we, are, we just as well as they discern them being weak, we know those people that like to tear people down. See, see the Bible says one thing. Know those who labor among you. Believe me, you know everybody in that church if you've been in that church, and you know who, who, who do this, who do that. And when you see that new convert or that new person that joined the church, you, you need to step to them and befriend them and be able to say, you know what, these, these are the ones you need to stay away from. Amen. Because the Bible says, and it tells us, that, that sometimes the Bible tells us over in First Corinthians 8 chapter that you have to put some people away from yourself. Mm-hmm. And the new convert may not know because they, they are, just let me read a little, a little bit of First Corinthians, the, uh, uh, what Paul is saying there. Because Paul says something so, so deep in it that we have to understand that. First question, what, Pastor? The fifth chapter. The fifth chapter. The fifth chapter. Okay. And, and this is where we make a judgment call. Not about people, but about judging who we want to be with. And sometimes we have to, we have to give information to, to people about judging who they want to be for. Now, listen. And this is... Paul is talking to the people in the church. He ain't talking to people outside the church. He says, I wrote to you in my epistles not to keep company with sexually immoral people, yet certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or the covenant or the extortators or the idolists, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immortal, who is a covetous, who is an idolist or a revealer or a drunken or an exhortation, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Okay, let me read that again. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside. Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. 
Therefore, put away from yourself the evil person. And you, 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 you know the evil people that's in the church that, that do evil things to people. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And we should be able to, to know and, and, and be able to help them, that new convert, be able to identify them because they can't yet because they're not operating in the fullness of the Holy Spirit yet, but you are. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that I am my brother's keeper. So now I need to be able to see them or her that, they, that I may protect them. And today, because they just they drinking milk, just like that little grandbaby you got crying in the background, you gonna protect her until she get on her feet, and you probably still protect her anyway. But you'll be more amped to protect her while she still while she drinking milk, to when she get up and start eating and going to the kitchen and getting her own food and and, and make her own bowl of cereal. But when she was just when she couldn't do it, that's how you gotta look at that new convert. You gotta look at that new convert like that. Because they don't know they don't know who who is who, but you do. Amen. That's true, Pastor. You know, that's why the Bible says we gotta cover one another. We gotta cover I may come to visit your visit your church. And I'm over there in your church, you know me, and this is my first time coming over there, and you see me talking to somebody, you you need to come tell me. I saw you talking to brother such and such. Uh, he's all right, but you need to stay away from him. Amen. <laughs> ain't because there's something that you know about him that that you ain't ready to tell me right now, but I need to keep my distance. Yes. Because something ain't right. You know? Well, I've seen you talking. I've seen you, I've seen you uh, overseer talking to sister such and such. She, I know she seems like a nice person. But um, um, watch what you say to her. Mm-hmm. She's a, she a, parrot, she a parakeet walker. <laughs> Not funny. She laughed at that one. Maybe her laugh is back there. You know that was funny? We have to let people know who people are in order to protect them from being caught up in the midst of that same thing. That's what Paul was saying here. You know what I'm saying? He says, but what have I to do with judging? Do you do you not judge those who are inside? And the Bible know that judgment shall first take place in the house of God. That's right. And he wasn't talking about judging people on 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 this, but judging who we who we want to embrace or, or truly go into fellowship with in the church. There's a lot of people they see each other, but they don't fellowship with each other in the church. They just go to church. You. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, make up other people because some of them people, the same people, there's cliques in the church that are that are try to hurt you. There's people in the church that don't like you because the people in their clique don't like you. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's so true. And, and the thing, about, and the thing about you got to love, you got to go to love when people in the church talk about you. <laughs> I love it. Talk about me. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just wrote something on Facebook. Uh, 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 so Tanya Ford had something up. So Eddie Long and Eddie Long has cancer, but he mm-hmm. tried to he tried to put it on something else. He's in stage four, they say. But you mm-hmm. know what? I don't praise for a lot of people that God has blessed to come out of stage four of cancer. I got, I, I can I can name a, a few of them that they they got in the prayer with me and, and and God used me to bring them up and they came out of stage four. So last night I wrote on the thing and I I said you know. Everybody was talking about calling her sissy and that old faggot nigga. Uh-huh. And I wrote what was in what was in me. I wrote that you know, wow, the brother is in the, the man of God is in my prayer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't matter what he did, okay. And 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 if he's back 
up in the light because they showed him on, on, on the picture they had. He was at his church preaching up in the pulpit. So somewhere along the line, God forgave him. Why can't I forgive him? That's right, Pastor. You know what I'm saying? So, so when I'm, the issue I'm making here is that 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 I prayed for him, and these other people who told me I was a fool, you don't know the word, you don't know the Bible, whatever. And I said, that's all well and good. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't let them people tear me down, and, 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 and so many of them wrote back little comments under my comment about what I said. You know what I'm saying? That I could I could have just threw myself threw what I had out the way and came back in, in, in agreement with them about what they were saying. And I did I told a brother, I, I wrote back and I said, brother, you may be whatever you is. He may be a sissy nigga or whatever. But he is a child of God. And one thing about it, if we could pray, if we could pray for the believers, we should be able to pray for the unbelievers. Amen. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. You can't, you can't let people ever tear you down and try to hurt you with words, because words are going to be spoken, and they may hurt on the outside, but you should be lifted up on the inside. So the one you they were talking about, it was God. Because the Jesus in you, the only person they talking about is the Jesus that's in you. That's you right. What's that song? I got the Jesus in me. You got the Jesus in you. So if we can sing them songs that we got the Jesus in us, then when they talk about us, they ain't talking about us. They're talking about Jesus. That's right. Let <laughs> me let me let you go ahead and finish. I could talk about this all night. Amen. It's a, it's a good it's a good um uh, uh subject, but um we we're gonna end that tonight, and and we thank uh, overseer for joining us and giving us some insight. And this is something um I, I wish that every church would just have uh, a class on, you know. And we have classes on everything else. Amen. <laughs> we need to have a class on church hurt. And, um, but, you know, I pray that something was said on tonight that encouraged somebody, uplift them, motivated them, um, want them, you know, something that was said that makes you want to uh, go on just a little more um a little longer just to see what the end's gonna be. And, you know, we we have to realize that we're doing this for God and ourselves. And yes, sometimes it's hard to walk in a church full of people and people know what you are, what you've done, what you're doing, but that's okay. Because we serve a God that is able. We serve a God that's forgiving, that's loving, that's full of compassion. We serve a God that is that is waiting and, and, and wanting you to come up to him. Amen. So um, with that, we're going to close tonight because um, my granddaughter here is very talkative. I, I do apologize. But um, we thank all those who came tonight. Um, we, ask, we hope that you have a wonderful rest of the evening. And um, you know, we, we thank you for um, joining us on tonight. And so we um, ask God that you have sweet rest on tonight and that um, we will be able to examine ourselves. So I thank you all on tonight for coming out and joining us here at House of Refuge Ministries. And um, we're just grateful. Pastor, um, anything you'd like to say before we close out? No, I don't have nothing to say. We we just ask y'all to join us tomorrow night if uh, God's willing on our revival as we will have someone brand new to come off of Facebook. I'm starting to reach out to oh, people on, on Facebook to open up the revivals and 
to get some new, some new, some new blood to come up there to start preaching. So, um, please come and join us tomorrow night at eight o'clock as Evangelist Charlene will be coming out of Georgia to come give a word. So. Oh, well, praise God. Come to us tomorrow night. And then y'all look for this month because Pastor Albright will be up there giving a word um, next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday coming up, but the, the Wednesday after the opening. So please come join us and hear these women of God share on the power of grace. Amen, 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 amen. So Matthew six thirty three says, But seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Give me Pastor. Amen, amen. So we thank you all for joining us on tonight here at the House of Refuge Ministries. And once again, I apologize for my grandbaby. Um, Y'all have a blessed night. God bless.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.